Gentlemen, to episode 63 of the Splash Cast, the ATL edition. I'm your co host, Reggie. I'm your co host, Norwood, the P O D G O D. Let's do it, my friend. Oh, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, welcome, y'all. Y'all know it's the ATL edition of episode 63, where we talk about the Braves, Falcons, and Hawks, slash Atlanta Dream, aka the oldest, middle, and youngest children. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into the Braves. Uh, quick plug, quick plug. We did finish the pregame. If you haven't listened to the pregame before this episode, they actually tie into each other. Uh, as we just beat the Washington Expos three to one in a four game series. So go listen to us talk about the Expos and Soto, who is gonna lead them, as well as talking about Tiger Woods. <laughs> never, for, never forget pour your beverage first before you enjoy and imbibe. In the splash cast. Let's get and into it, man. Let's indulge. go Bravos. Let's go Bravos. First off, first off, first off. Man, we talked about it last week. We talked about it Saturday morning live. We talked about it. We said, hey, the Braves have five all-stars. That's awesome. We love it. There really should be six, possibly seven. And we campaigned for this person. We campaigned for this person, and he actually made it. Austin Riley has been voted an all-star. It's a shame that he had to go in under replacement, but it doesn't matter. He is an all-star. Don't care. Don't care. In <laughs> 20 years, nobody re- replacement will be all but forgotten. I just want to make sure that all of you account for the fact that we are the realest podcast in the world. We told you he deserved to be an all-star, and then just like it should happen, he is now an all-star. Bravos with six all-stars. Uh, that's time for the lead with that other team we don't discuss. Yeah, man, six All-Stars. Austin Riley has 29, 29 home runs. Uh, he's, like, in the top three in every batting statistical batting category of uh, and as third basement. As an All-Star. That is egregious. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous that he had to go in as an addition. But shout-out to Austin Riley for making it as an All-Star, man. He has definitely deserved it. Uh, I definitely want to salute him because, as you know, we tell the truth 100%. And he has, you know who Austin Riley reminds me of in a pro comparison? Josh Allen. Shoot. Josh Allen. I like that. I like that. Because there was so you much hype about good, him. Yeah. But you are now good. Okay. <laughs> you I like you that. had a lot of hype about him, and then people were like, ah, you really aren't that good. And then both of them just so came fast, in and just was like, nah, I'm that dude. <laughs> So shout out to Austin Riley, man. Uh, happy and for you, brother. Also, let's make sure we give and let's be very clear: seven All Stars, Snickers also an All Star. 
with that said, and eight all-stars, because I'm going to go ahead and throw it in there for Alex Anthopoulos. You putting together putting together this collection of of assets is amazing. And yeah. we are going to make sure we really reiterate that. We scream that to the absolute high heavens. Because I can't remember the last time we looked and thought, oh, we might have six all-stars on this team. And let's be real. If we look at all the rest of our teams, it ain't six all-stars nowhere to be found. <laughs> might not be six all-stars between the rest <laughs> of the teams combined. Hey man, it, it it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Uh, but I'm happy, man. That's that's more of it, Max Free. Let's go. Let's so go, shout baby. out to Austin Riley, man. With the Braves right now are killing it. Max Free, fifty wins, fifty wins. One of the quickest Ooh. pitchers to fifty wins in MLB history. Uh, Max Freed. <laughs> Max Freed was our number two pitcher behind Soroka. Then Soroka got hurt. And Max Freed, who is 100% intense and serious, he's like always serious, has taken over the mantle as our ace pitcher and has run with it, man. So shout out to Max Freed. He's definitely, uh, I think he's an all-star, uh, one of the top pitchers, definitely in the talk for Cy Young uh, uh, award as well. So shout out to Max Freed. This <laughs> Excellence. <sighs> Excellence personified. I'm so happy mm-hmm. to have a team that's good. Like, good, good. And it's not just like, oh, we got a couple good guys and then everybody else we're trying to get to the same level. No, legitimately, multiple guys who are top tier at their position. Top tier, man. Top tier. Top tier. Top tier. Oh, this... go, ahead, get the Mac... go ahead. Get the Olsen. There we go. More Matt Olsen should have been our seventh All Star. I don't care what y'all say. A lot of people are saying that Austin Riley originally wasn't voted in. Matt Olson originally wasn't voted in is because they started out slow. Yeah, but to lead the league, the first NL player to 50 bait extra base hits this season, meaning he'd lead the NL in base hits. Uh, he leads the, the league in doubles. Um, his batting average is over the moon right now and he is playing and locked in. It seems like he's gotten comfortable with the Braves. Like he has, he has just, he has just assimilated into the into the lineup, and he played well. And he plays well in the field. Yes, and he. So this is the best part about having a team that's a good team, a team that enjoys playing together. Shout out to my boy Heredia, and a team that already has a system, because it's not really. And I'm not even going to say it's not really easy. It is almost impossible to come in and replace a guy like Freddie Freeman. Just the pressure that comes with it, everything that comes with it. But we yeah. had a team that was ready to move forward. We have a bunch of other players who are blossoming to take the initial and immediate pressure off of him. And I think that has allowed him to come in and play great baseball. I mean, if you lose the best – I mean, Freddie Freeman was coming off an NL MVP year followed up by a World Series. If you lose the best first baseman in the NL, in the really, you could say the best, actually you can say the best first baseman in baseball, you better damn sure replace him with the second best first baseman in baseball. And we sure <laughs> said that. We said, hey, 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 hey. And, and now, now we're at a good point. We're around All-Star. We said, 
specifically, don't fuck this up. <laughs> we're, we're the realest podcast world. Not gonna sit here and lie to you. Not gonna sugarcoat it. We said this is a very risky move. You pushed all your chips in, and you said what you said, and you left it there. And we said if this works out, then it's fine. If it does not work out, we on your ass. Now I'm gonna let you know respectfully. Stepping back from the table. <laughs> Boy. You've done, you've done if anytime that our players and our coaching staff and our front office do what we ask you to do, you good with us. You good as with a, me. I'll let Reggie tell you his opinion. But me as a front office as a front office, that silence after you've made all those moves has to be deafening. That it has to be the best silence. It's gotta be so heavy. Like Y'all did all this talking, especially with all the... We covered this Saturday Morning Live. Go back and listen to Saturday Morning Live. We covered the Freddie Freeman fiasco going on with his agent. Especially when it comes out that it wasn't your fault that you lost the asset and you replaced the asset with the second best asset. This is like when you have a conversation, you have an argument with your lady and you knew you were right the whole time. And you were like, oh, I'm right, huh? I told you I was right, but you knew better than me, huh? Sometimes you just got to find that for yourself. Well, go ahead. I'm not going to hold it over your head. I'm going to sit here in silence and smirk now. I am going to do that. <laughs> I am going to smirk. I'm going to be sure. <laughs> they got a little dirt. They call me little smirk because I'm going to be here smirking the whole time, my friend. But I ain't going to say nothing because I want peace. But mm. I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I want you to be clear. <laughs> I'm right. You were wrong. But I ain't going to tell you because you know that. That's enough to live with right there. Moving on, man. The Braves. The Braves, one of five teams that have 55-plus wins. We have 57. We are actually four below uh, our record of 61 wins uh, that happened in 2003. Um, We're with the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Mets, and the Braves. Three National League, two American League teams have 55-plus wins. We're actually first in the wild card. But that's because if we were to beat the Mets in the division, we would go from first, from fifth place in the playoff chase to second place. Let uh, me and let me clarify a little bit of something here. No, go back. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, turn them up, Ronnie. Turn them up, Ronnie. <laughs> but if we could go back to the last line, let's talk about these teams here. It's the New York Yankees, they are the evil empire. They bought baseball. They're spending more money than the than the world can print. That's cheating. Don't care about those guys. Dodgers, very similar. Also, printing money. They will buy your player if he is good. Then you get to the Houston Asterix. They cheat. So now it's us and the Mets. Mets we don't believe in the Mets. Nope. Number one, we don't believe in the Metropolitans because they fell off last year. And number two, they, every they year. Spend the, they fell out. No, no, no. They, every year. Yes. This is also the team that brought you Bobby Bonilla Day just a couple days ago. So, um, Realistically, no. This this is a a team buying teams, another team buying teams, a cheater, and you know eventually this will fall this will fall all the way off uh with the Mets. Shout out to the Braves being the only team with a legitimate farm system, um, growing players and creating new opportunities. Let's go Bravos. If you don't like it, I surely don't care. Now the Braves we had a bit of what? 
y'all gonna be sick of me. But that drink, that drink kicking in over there. <laughs> no, I am happy. This when when we have teams that cooperate and are doing good things, it yeah, not it brings cooperate me joy. Not cooperate, but uh, <laughs> we told them what to do. But uh, yeah, man. Now our 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 schedule after All Star, we are now officially an All Star week. Our schedule after All Star break is crazy. Um, we play like the we play the Mets, the Phillies, the Giants, uh, the Angels. Uh, we play a bunch of teams right off the bat, so it's kind of like a sink or swim, a sprint to the finish. Now, so well we've we've done our homework in the first part, got ourselves with fifty seven wins, thirty two and ten wins. since June one, thirty two and ten since June one. We played games. a hell of a. A June of baseball. We have six all stars, all star manager. Let's go ahead and get ourselves prepared for the off season. We, we've done what we needed Playoff to early. Season. Yes, let let's get yes. That's what I meant. Um, but let's let's get ourselves prepared and let's go out and do what we're capable of doing. We're playing good Atlanta Braves baseball right now. That's exciting. Go Bravos. Let's get healthy. Let's get healthy and let's see. We got to get Ozzy Albies. Oh, we're you're doing right. all this we without Albies. Albies. Don't have Soroka. Don't have Kenley Jensen. We're missing a whole lot of players right now. Oh, <laughs> boy. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. T's and B's to you and your team. <laughs> and then finally, man, we told y'all it's All-Star Week, All-Star Week. So go support your favorite batter, Ronald Acuna Jr., who you start out against. Dang, right? Because they know that we're division rivals. They got us ranked as the seventh seed. Now, I mean, Pete Alonso is going for his third straight home run derby. But they put him against Ronald Acuna Jr. That's a great first-round matchup. Man. I'm just I'm, – I'm, I appreciate because you don't have to do it, and a lot of athletes don't want to do it. Shout-out to Ronnie for getting out there, being the, the – Freddie, Ooh, boy, Ronnie taking this thing. This a this a hell this a hell of a lineup though. Pete Alonso, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr., Corey Sager, Jose Ramirez, and they got the old the old vet in there for his final All Star uh, home run derby appearance. Albert Pujols, Schwarber's oh, a beast I, too though. I wouldn't I would not have an issue with Pujols with it. No, um, no, definitely he should, he needs to go out. He could go out on top. But yes, this is a hell of a home run derby. Baseball shot for doing some things right. I know a <laughs> lot of times we get on here and just kick y'all ass about everything that you're doing wrong. This is very good. It is, man. Um, it is, man. So y'all make sure y'all make sure y'all go support baseball. Y'all make sure y'all go support the Braves. Uh also, and finally, finally, finally. Our last bit of news. I just want to show y'all. Oh man. I just want to show y'all how balanced the Braves are. The Braves RBIs, up to date to the point of this tweet, the Braves RBIs were spread out. 126 for the first three batters, 4 through 6, 125, 7 through 9, 124. What does that mean? That means that we're scoring from every possible position. A lot of people were saying they didn't like the, uh, the designated hitter. Us, a lot of Atlanta Braves fans and players were saying they didn't like the, desi- the permanent designated hitter. 
Are y'all crazy? We literally have the lineup for the designated hitter. And we what? are unstoppable. I think we've hit like thirty we hit like twenty home runs against the Nationals. Yeah. I mean you it's the Ozuna position. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Ozuna. We know how that goes, but <laughs> if you're looking for a designated hitter, it is him. It is him. He can do that Very better well. than anybody else. Yes. But this says two things to me. This is Snicker balancing the lineup. Mm-hmm. And this is Alex Anthopoulos providing him with the guys to do it. These are two things that make you very happy. That means that the people who are buying the groceries understand. And that also means the chef who's putting the groceries together understands how to make a good recipe. This everything right now is positive for the Atlanta Braves. You can tell that the front office is on one accord. Like they are they are like minded thinking. In they are thinking step. they are in lockstep. They are sitting there. Uh Snicker goes and tells Alex Anthopoulos, hey man, we need like a left handed bat. We got all these right handed hitters. That are great. Go get, we need a left hand. Go get Robinson Cano. We didn't get you. I mean, we knew Cano was going to be it. But, you know, Ozzy Albies is hurt. Uh, we brought up a couple other players who are playing okay. But we figured we bring in that veteran presence to Robinson Cano. And he's super cheap. Yeah. So, that's those little savvy moves that Alex Anthopoulos is making is keeping the Braves, kept the Braves in the season, to be honest, because we started off slow. That was also Snickers meeting, though. He told he told everybody to relax. And then as soon as he told them to relax, we turned up. I'm happy right now. And we we there's not a lot to be happy about right now. Falcons is going Falcon. I don't know. The I, the Hawks right now are being held together by wood glue and tape. Uh, some and of we'll get there. And, and and we'll get there. I'm actually very optimistic about the Hawks. Uh, you were more optimistic. No, 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 no. I'm optimistic about the team. But the the functional structure of our organization, there's no way you can say Oh, yeah, we're definitely, we're not on We're not on the same court. We can't no, even no. get our John Collins news right. Yes. I think the assets are good. I think that everything else is in disarray. But the Braves have a word. clear, concise plan, and they are executing. We chopping over here, baby. We are chopping, big chop. Big chop, big chop. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the Braves segment of episode 63 of the Splash Cast, the ATL edition, man. Got all these all-stars, got all these great pitchers trying to get healthy. Y'all tune in to Ronald Acuna, who's going to upset everybody and win the home run derby. You heard it here first. Y'all stay tuned. Well, y'all do we not want to- that to happen. <laughs> we will be on here rocking and rolling. Yeah, and y'all stay tuned as we get ready for a quick segment, man. Quick segment about the Falcons, man. It's off season, so you know we don't have a lot to talk about. But we got some more disappointing news that everybody's saying. A lot of people are doubting the Falcons and saying that we're horrible. And we're gonna address it again. Y'all stay tuned. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our Falcon segment. Don't blink because you may miss it. Uh, episode 63 of the Splash Cast, the ATL edition. <clears throat> I ain't never had sinuses a day in my life, bro. And all of a sudden, this year, 2020 motherfucking 22, I got sinuses and 
allergies. I ain't never had welcome that in my life. To, welcome to my life for the last thirty six years. No, you can keep tell that me more shit. of your <laughs> tell me more of your couple months of struggle. Couple days. This I ain't had months. This second day. <laughs> yeah, this is second day on the job. You ready to quit? Yeah, yeah. You can keep this job. Fuck it. You damn right. <clears throat> With that being said, man, y'all know how it works when it comes to episode 63 of the Splashcast, the ATL edition. We are now going to get into our middle child known as the Hawk. I mean, the Falcons, man, the Falcons. This is how I'm going to start, and this is how I'm going to end this this subject. Uh I'm going to probably have some points to say when we have this discussion. The disrespect, the disrespect is starting to get annoying. The disrespect of saying the Haw- the Falcons have the thirty first ranked team out of I'm sorry thirtieth ranked thirty te- first ranked team out of thirty two teams, and only the Texans are worse than us. Saying that we're worse than the Lions, the Jaguars, like it's 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 totally dis- disrespectful. The Panthers, yeah, the line the line has to be drawn somewhere. The the Bears, come on, man. The Bears? Come on, man. The The Vikings? The Vikings? Nobody believes in Kirk Cousins. He's the epitome of mid. Literally. I have a whole... I just saw something on TV, and we ain't going to stay here long. Why is there never any accountability for Kirk Cousins being competitive? I don't know, man. Let's see. Oh, we talking about the demographic. Hey, can we get, <laughs> let's focus. That's why. That's why. But the, I, I'm tired of the disrespect. So there's been even more disrespect. NFL's worst receiving core. We have the okay, fourth worst receiving core according to this metric. This um, is stupid. The Texans, the Titans, the Colts. Did you, the did Patriots, you hear me when I Ryan. said this is stupid? It's, this is stupid, and the person who made it is a stupid person. I hate when people do things like this. I'm about to say, expound. Tell me why it's stupid. Because it is is it is a blatant absence of any logic and reasoning. Sure, you can talk about wide receiver corps, but you also have to account for the fact that we have one of the best tight ends in the NFL, and for all intents and purposes, he's a wide receiver. So, yes, if you take Kyle Pitts out of our receiving core, then, yeah, everybody else on this list is not the best, and Drake London is unproven. But if you put Drake London and Kyle Pitts together, then suddenly you look like you have one of the better receiving cores in the NFL. So this is uh, a waste of everybody's time. You kind of contradict. You can't say you have one of the better receiving cores when you put an unproven receiver with a tight end. You can't. This You kind of contradict yourself. Okay, no. So what I have is I have a guy who is a top-tier re- receiver. He may play tight end for all intents and purposes. He's a receiver. He's a 1,000-yard receiver, the second tight end of all time to ever have a 1,000 yards in his rookie season, only behind Hall of Fame tight end Mike Ditka. So, yes, if you take our top guy and don't put him on the list, then sure. But our top guy is a really, really good wide receiver. And if you partner him next to Drake London – We've seen what he's done with a good raw receiver in Calvin Ridley. So this is the reason that this list is egregious because the rest of these guys and the Ravens, I'm not going to lie, it's a waste of time too because they have Mark Andrews. You're not accounting for one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Well, the, uh, I mean, so it's NFL's worst receiving course. 
not tight ends. So, uh, but but we, uh, I hate this. Like this is wording because tech, it's technically, I disagree because we understand that our tight end is a wide receiver. Be honest with yourself. He's not a tight end. Does he block a little bit? But is he there to do yeah. any real blocking? Come on, no. man. It don't matter. His position is tight end. Just like Juszczyk's position is fullback, but we all know that he's a tight end. Like, it, I mean, it's – it's I, I don't agree with that. Now, I will say about this list, it's not really wrong. Uh, the Bears – I I feel bad for Justin. I feel so bad for Justin Fields in Chicago. They <laughs> well, I don't have any sadness for Georgia fans. So, Georgia so fans. like Justin Fields, I I feel bad that he went to Chicago. I feel bad that, that Chicago. That is what you should feel. Chicago. I feel I feel bad that the front office. I mean, they did just change their front office over because we got all the people from their front office that they didn't want that left and got all the free agents from them. We're the Atlanta Bears, so slash Titans, <laughs> slash Titans. So I feel sorry for Justin Fields. This list number two lends credence to your argument about Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and I don't even know who Christian Watson is. The Ravens. Now they draft, but for your best receiver to be your second round draft pick in Rashard Bateman, it's not now good. Now the Bears are bad, and the Bears are being the Bears, not giving their quarterback an opportunity to be successful. You draft this guy, and then he stinks, but you have not given him any receiver of any value. Well, yeah. Packers. Or running. Who's that running back? I mean, they got they got one running back. The other one's hurting. Nah, this is a different time. I mean, it, it's nice to have a running back, but you need, if you want your quarterback to be successful, he needs a complement of receivers. You see the Chiefs? It's no way that the Chiefs understand that Mahomes, who's a better quarterback, needs weapons, but the Bears don't give Justin Fields weapons. You're destined to fail. Uh, Packers, the reason that you don't have receivers is because your quarterback is a lunatic. That's y'all's personal issue. Y'all take that up with him or don't. I don't really care. Uh, Ravens, I've been saying this since day one. I like Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. I don't know if he should be getting as many carries as a running back as he should or just carrying the ball in general. But also, receivers do not want to play with that dude. And that is extremely problematic because that means you have to go into the draft every year and draft a, a wide receiver. I do think that that's what they should be doing, though. I think that every year their first pick until they hit should be a wide receiver. Uh, and the fact that Hollywood Brown checked out is not is not good for him. I will say that much. Um. So the teams after the Falcons, the Jaguars, Ooh. Texans, Titans, Colts, Patriots, Browns. Uh, that's that is something about the Browns that is understated. Yes, they got. Uh, uh, your boy, Amari Cooper. But it looks no. Yes, they got uh Deshaun Watson, and it seems like they're about to tiptoe out of that one. Not as badly scathed as they thought they would be. We never know. Yes, yeah, it's like a season anymore. It looks like probably. But I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones, who's who's pretty good. 
David Bell and Amari Cooper, that screams to me that you don't have a number one. Like Amari Cooper is a great number two. I don't Donovan Peoples Jones is a great number three. Their number one is a running game. That's the part of their game that you're not accounting for. They got Nick Chubb and and well, you can't. Well, we're talking about wide receivers. We're not talking about. Yeah, but I don't think that they're going to be a team. They're they're not a pass first team. They're going to be run. Why would you go there? Well, money, of course. That's why you go there. Yeah, you're a quarterback. No, yeah, like (laughs) literally, I need the money to pay these humans off who are asking me for settlement. So yes, the Titans. So yeah. you expect this to be run run heavy first. When he gets in, expect it to be about 50 50. Uh, I'm interested gonna be to another see... te- Go ahead. They're going to be another team that's going to have to draft some wide receivers. I do think that you can draft wide receivers to put around Deshaun Watson, though. I think that long term, that's not really the biggest issue because he's a good quarterback. The rest of these teams' quarterbacks. Well, I see, and that's the thing about the pitch. Well, Matt Ryan's. Is I think he's gonna open some eyes in, in the Colts. Uh I think I think the Titans are shot. I'm not even gonna talk about the Texans. The Jaguars have a chance. This is the Jaguars prove it year. The, because, the issue with the Jaguars is is they set they reset the wide receiver market with the guy who they spent money on and still are fifth. It, it, if this list is right, which we don't believe, which I think the, the Falcons are better than, you still have a terrible wide receiver core and you spent money and reset the market. That's the problem. You you spend a lot of money on a guy who's mediocre. The team that I'm interested in, and it's not really about the wide receiver core, but it is, is the Patriots. The Patriots have never had to have a great wide receiver core because you had Tom Brady, but that's also because you had Tom Brady paired with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is rightly credited as being a top two offensive coordinator or a top two offensive mind his entire tenure in the league. He's always rivaled uh, Sean Payton and um, Andy Reid. Those are the why two. Those are the two that he's always rivaled. Be anything. Well, because, and that's what I'm Jones. saying. It's interesting because now you didn't need receivers when you had Josh McDaniels. Now you don't have receivers. You don't have you Josh McDaniels, Jesus and you Christ don't have Matt Jones. So, but you can never. You don't never know with Bill Belichick, man. I mean, he, yes, Matt I Ka- do. I know that Matt Jones and those those guys there. Are not an offense that I'm afraid of. All I'm gonna say is, if you reference the Matt Castle year when Tom Brady tore his ACL, you can't name any of those receivers, and you can't. Matt Castle never started a game ever, like high school, college, or pro until that well, day. And they made it to the pro. They made it to the. You can't count out Belichick because they made it to the playoffs with them. That's all I'm saying. Sustainability, realistically, we ain't talking about sustainability. Yeah, no, no, no. This is this is a one off for the Patriots. They gonna make some oh, changes. I, well. <laughs> I am Patriots are a team I'm not concerned about. The Colts, I think the Colts, I don't think the Colts are eighth. They have the have the eighth worst receiver. And I think that I, I think the Colts are gonna open up some eyes. Of these two teams, I think that two of these teams have a very high chance of ending up with Julio Jones. The Colts or the Falcons? <laughs> yes. I think there is a very high probability that Julio Jones ends up on one of these. If Julio two comes teams. back and becomes the possession receiver, almost like a smaller version of Kyle Pitts. That I I wait, wouldn't. Wait. You can't, but you can't come back. Expect you'll be number one, Julio. You 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 run the curls, slants, and outs, and scenes. You ain't you ain't running no post corner comeback dig, nah, brother. But them hamstrings, them days of them hamstrings, a shot. You can come back and be the third option. Yeah. 
and that allows you to go to against the best safeties, third linebackers. In the NFL. Oh my God, safeties, linebackers, and small DBs—you kill all of them. And and our team is familiar with you. And no, we're not. You fit the yes. I mean, he's a Tennessee Titan. All of our old oh well leadership. Yeah, yeah. they go to Tennessee. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And you're a big physical wide receiver. Which is what our coaching staff likes. Let me tell you how good I feel for that. Like, then Marcus Mariota, pack up your bags, my friend. It is over for you. It is time for Desmond Ritter. And you have Drake London on the left. You have Julio on the right. And you have Kyle Pitts in the middle. Hey, defensive backs, linebackers, good luck and Godspeed, my friend. I hope you can rest. Don't let us get a running game. Take you outside and stomp you out. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Noah was excited over there. Boy, you will get out there. And... Because who do you? Okay. Because, all right. Think about it like from a position point of view. When you're a cornerback, you're like, you know which guy you want. And you probably know which guy you really don't want to deal with. But if I tell you got to pick Drake London, Kyle Pitts, or Julio Jones, one, two, and three, which one you want? Zone. <laughs> Zone? That's what I'm running at. That's an easy answer. Yo, Reggie, Reggie said, wait, no, Zone. That's zone. an easy answer. The answer is Zone. That's what the answer is. Because uh, whatever you're doing one-on-one, you are whooped. I don't care. You think that the third, that your third-best cover guy can deal with Julio Jones? Uh, If he's healthy. He's got to be healthy. Julio's thing is not ever. It's never been about talent. It's never been about being fine. able to kill the third thing. We don't need thing. him to be like. Yeah, no, you, you need him to be healthy. Yes, you do. Okay, but we don't need him to be the number one. You don't have to get destroyed during the game. Let Pitts and 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 Drake London do the heavy lifting. You just clean up and don't forget we still got Cordero. Like, and we could put. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally forgot about Cordero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at that oh, point, man. And imagine your fourth guy, which is probably some is an outside linebacker. His job is to guard Scordero. Yeah, well, they're definitely one. First off, they'll put the outside linebacker on Julio. They are not putting the outside linebacker on Scordero. Now, first I don't think off. that's a, that's not any better. You know how people give you an option, but the option also is bad. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm gonna tell you, you might not. Sleep on Julio if you want to. Julio, yeah, Julio, he, he give you, he give you fifteen. He can give you fifteen and plays. It's it's a lot of teams that don't have a Julio Jones as either one of their wide receivers right now. Nope, not at all, not at all. But ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the Falcon segment. I told you I was going to be quick. We got fifteen minutes out of that segment because the disrespect had to be had the attention had to be given. To we the will disrespect. not take that disrespect. Not no. you can get that out of your mind. Now we we may not be the best team in the NFL, but y'all but y'all saying we we number thirty three out of thirty two is disrespectful. Put some respect on it. Y'all gonna put some respect on the name. And I'm gonna let you know yeah, right you now. Can't. Don't let us beat you. Whoever you is, your team, we could go oh, man. four and thirteen. Don't be one of them four because I'm gonna cuss you out like we thirteen. Because and we are supposed <laughs> to be the third. There's only supposed to be one team that's worse than us. Yep. And I can think of five. That's the reason. <laughs> I just named five. The Bears. The Vikings. Bears. Jaguars, Vikings, 
I don't know. Nah, nah, Justin Jefferson and, and Dalvin Cook. If they get, oh, wait, if they, wait, 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 wait. The Panthers, you can surely throw them. The Panthers. Uh, yeah, y'all putting a lot of faith in the else. damn in the Saints now when they ain't got they ain't got no coach. Oh, and the Patriots, they got Mac Jones and clearly nobody playing receiver. The I, Jets, I, y'all putting a lot of faith in people that oh, ain't played Zachary football. Taylor Thomas head ass. <laughs> I forgot about him. Oh, man. we gonna talk about him in the pregame when he, about his yeah. his his unique love for life. Freak man, freak man, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's me. me. <laughs> but y'all stay too, man. We about to get into our youngest child, aka the Hawks, man. We gonna talk about uh, some of the some of the results from uh, summer league as well as an update on our draft class. Y'all stay too. Hey, whatever you do, stop disrespecting the Falcons fan. We're not going for that. That's dead. Or don't cry when we disrespect you. Oh, because, oh, man, I'm telling you right now, I'm jumping off the top rope. First week, baby. All right, man, y'all stay tuned. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 63 of the Atlanta edition of the Splash Cast, our Hawks slash Dream segment. We're going to talk about a few topics, mainly Summer League today. Uh, did you get a chance to watch Summer League? Any other Hawks Summer League games? They a after the, little after the first game, they didn't put us on the main TV screen at all. <laughs> yeah, we played really bad for two games, and then we turned it around and looked like a team for a couple games. And I don't want that to be missed. We had a horrible first couple of games showing, and then we turned it around and looked like a legitimate team, specifically Tyrese Martin. I want to give our credit to Nick Van Exel, former player and now Atlanta Hawks Hawks coach. You know, it's one of those things where it's easy, especially it's summer league. And you don't have A.J. Griffin. I don't know if Sharif play. I know you don't have Jalen Johnson. So you're missing players. You know, you kind of let the the second rounder kind of flourish. That's not typical Hawks. And we got our butts whooped early and then turned it around. Kudos to Nick Van Exel coaching when it's not the easiest. So the thing about, about Summer League, right? You're right. Our first game was so bad that folks were calling for Sharif Cooper to be moved already. Um what I noticed in the first summer league game was that our entire team was nervous. Tyrese Martin was nervous. Sharif Cooper was nervous. Etienne was nervous. AJ Griffin, who was supposed to play, didn't play. Uh, it's a whole lot going on, man. So we were all extremely nervous, but we then came back and played really well. And as you said before, the person that played, there's two people that played really, really well throughout after the first game, Tyrese Martin, as you see right here, had 21 and six. And when I say 21 and six, it's not 21 of just layups and free throws. Nah, he's everything that we needed. He hit threes, but most I was most impressive was that. That's what we wanted Body. from Kevin. That's what we wanted from Kevin Herter. That's what Kevin Herter gave us in game seven against the 76ers, which got him that contract. Everything that Tyrese was doing, hitting open threes, getting to the bucket, pull up, getting using his big body to get everybody out of the way, hitting tough shots, going to the rim, making plays. That, shout out, shout out 
to Schlink, man. You you it is summer league. It, you don't want to become prisoner of the moment. But his last three games, he was he looked like he shouldn't have been there, right? He looked like he was better than everybody else. And that's and, what you want to do in summer league. You want to show everybody that nah, I am better than these guys. No offense to you guys, but I'm just better than these guys. And you know what else sucks? You don't want to be that person in the draft class that you get drafted and then you don't get signed. So Tyrese Martin was the only second round pick. I'm sorry, not the only was the second round pick for the Hawks. And we didn't sign him. We signed our first round pick. We did not sign our second round pick. Uh, which is a hell of a job interview, right? Basically, we're signing you tentatively, but you have to go out here and prove that you're worth a contract. And he did that. And right after yeah. these two games where he averaged 20 points, we signed him to a contract. So shout out to Tyrese Martin. Well earned, well deserved. Welcome to the Hawks. Hopefully, I, I see the G League for you in the near future just because our team is kind of stacked right now with veterans. Absolutely. Um, but you may be able to to claim some of those spots. Go ahead. Go have your Jalen Johnson season in the in the G League. Mm-hmm. And one thing for sure is we're going to be always looking for players who can play. And I will say we've had a few players who have been very dominant in the G League. Just not you. Cat Barber went to the G League, tore it up. Um, Sharif has been everything that you ask for in a pass-first point guard. Jalen has been dominant. But you don't know what the future may hold for this team. So best thing you can do is dominate with the minutes that you're given. And if you play that physical, we'll find a spot for you. He's a beast, man. We don't have that. We don't have that. Yeah, he's he's really a problem, man. He's really a problem. Moving on, man. So shout out to Tyrese, man. Moving on. Uh probably the surprise of the summer league for our team, Tyson Etienne. Tyson Etienne is looks like he is a steal. Ooh, sorry, y'all. I was looking up uh his stats. Tyson Etienne um looks like he was a steal. Uh I think he played for Wichita State. If I'm not mistaken, um, he's he's a six foot two point guard, really more of a scoring point guard and kind of that mold of like a less explosive Donovan Mitchell. But man, he was putting in work and he was playing defense. He's actually he scored 21 points and had five uh, three point field goals made against this uh, in this game. But he also had three steals and made the game saving steal as well. So uh, Etienne, and he made the game sank, the game winning uh, uh, layup against the Spurs uh, to actually bring us to 500 and actually have us with a decent showing in summer league. So what I see with both of those guys, Tyrese Martin and Etienne, is the G League in the near future, but I don't expect for them to be there that long. Yeah, you just – and the thing about us, and I once again, I'm going to – this will be something I actually say positive about Travis Lee. The guys who he gets, the even we probably can't keep or just can't play enough, I think every time our top-tier guys, your Skylar Mays, your Brandon Goodwin, those guys, like, we're not picking bums. And a lot of teams pick bums as they're, like, the end of their roster. Reflection now, Brandon the Goodwin, scouting department. Yeah, Brandon Goodwin – 
physically just probably just never going to be big enough to play. But is he a damn good basketball player? Does he play tough as hell? And I mean, Cleveland picked him up, and they had they they're not they're picking guys right now who are the right guys. They mm-hmm. they clearly acknowledge the value in a guy who's that good. So we didn't miss. Same thing with Skylar Mays. Is he athletic enough to maybe make it? Maybe or maybe not. But we didn't pick a guy who was a bad basketball player. And if if you have the guys who are once again picking the groceries, but they're picking good basketball players every time. It does make me feel a little bit better, minus the Mari Spellman pick. I think Travis Slink looks at all of these picks as assets, right? All of these picks as potential if you uh, potential players that you can either use, flippable, or you can flip them. Flip them. Remember, Slink came from the Warriors. The we just we talked about the Warriors. They had the most G League players on their roster, active roster, when they won the finals. Um, they develop players very well and i think if you look at this from a project standpoint right of a goal standpoint your goal is always to improve the roster get your franchise corner player your cornerstone uh put players around him which is i mean whether you like it or not it's trey and you put players around him you get design you get a you you stack assets so that you can go get somebody but you're still competitive while you're doing that you did that with yeah. gallo you did that with a uh, bogey. You did with everybody. Then you use Gallo plus the picks and the picks you get with Cam. You take those assets and you turn that into DeJounte Murray, right? Yeah. Who is a top two-way guard in the league. Same thing he's doing in the draft here. He's drafting all of these second. I mean, we nobody talks about Am- Amari Spellman, even though we talk about it's one of the worst picks in his regime, but we got picks back for him, right? Yes. So, oh, I mean. Yeah, from going to state. Everything that we get, we flip. Everything that he's getting, if it doesn't work out, he's flipping. And that is a testament to not only his eye, to his scouting department. Our scouting department, and as you said before, Nick Van Exel for getting them playing well. And I want to get on y'all, too. I'm going to let you have it real quick. But I'm going to get on y'all, too. Y'all was y'all was too hard on Sharif. Uh, you could tell it was nerves for just about everybody. But Sharif was out there getting – I looked at his stats. It was like he's playing a terrible game. I was like, man, he got 19 points and seven assists. Like now he did get a lot. He's not playing with his guys either. No Jalen Johnson, no AJ Griffin. Well, let me tell you, if you put those guys on that floor with with Sharif Cooper, I'm sure he figures it out. You can tell he was pressing. You can tell he's pressing. He he's trying to get paid and he understands that I have to compensate for no AJ Griffin and no Jalen Johnson. And And your first game, Tyrese Martin was awful. He was awful. He was like 0 of 11. Awful. 0 of 2 from from the field from the free throw line. He was awful. (laughs) So you had to deal with all of that while you're playing teams who most of the, when we played a lot of these teams, a lot of their players are second-year players, right? Yeah. A lot of our players were not. No, we didn't have, no, no. I mean, no, we don't, we don't, we're not looking for that. And even if you have got like the guys on our G League team, they understand that our regular roster is young. Mm-hmm. That there's no that that means that the G League team is going to be based off of that. There's not a ton of opportunities to move up. They're just not there. So everything that we have is invested into our players. Now the G League, you know, we still gonna have some players, but they're not going to be the the best and the brightest. That's not where our money's invested. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of investments, man, speaking of investments, 
I do want to give a quick update on AJ Griffin, our first round pick out of Duke. Uh, we have been championing his shooting. Um, we think that this is going to be a, a really good role player for us. Uh, he did not play in the summer league because of right foot discomfort. That normally means something is wrong for him to not even play. Uh, they, they, they took him off the lineup early. So either they really, really believe in him or really want him to be that three, three and D type player. And they just want him to be a hundred percent going into training camp or something really is wrong with his foot. Um, but he didn't, he was constant right foot soreness is why they listed him as out for summer league. So Nate says that they're just being cautious. We have followed the Hawks intensely for the last three years. We don't believe you. You need more people. We know, we know (laughs) this, we know this operation. This means a few things. This means that he's hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. This means that there will be probably a PRP injection in the next three to four weeks. And then they will tell us that we will get an update in 10 weeks, which means that he will be able to play in three months. We've seen this with Cam Reddish. We've seen this with Bogey. We've seen this with Hunter. We've John seen Collins. this. We've seen this with, yes, with John Collins. You're not, Once again, I don't know if you guys went back and listened to the last episode, but it was named Can't Trick Me. This episode, same thing. You still can't trick me. I know what this is. I hope that he gets healthy because he can shoot that rock. He can but shoot that thing now. He can shoot I'm that gonna thing. I'm going to be very bro. realistic because I've seen this play. Mm-hmm. It's not bowl well. Mm-mm. And that's unfortunate. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but, you know, if, if, if he can get healthy and we're just – and we can be optimistic – and he but can come in they, and just hit the three. All we need you to do is hit the corner three. Hit the, I don't hit think the they corner had three. Any intentions of playing him anyway. No, no. No, you're right. I mean, we don't play rookies. We don't play yeah. rookies. Jalen Johnson and was think, averaging 50, 50, and 50, and we weren't playing him that, at all. Yeah. Once you add Jalen Johnson, you add DeJounte Murray, you add the Holiday Brothers, and I think they're still going to try to make another move between now and and day one. Well, I, so with that said. What other move? I, I Jalen Johnson is obviously going to be the backup four this year. Like he is, him and Okungwu are going to have to fight for those minutes because Okungwu can kind of play both um, defensively. Well, well, the issue is, is you got to have somebody on the floor who can shoot. And right now, Jalen, neither one of them. Okungwu said, "You when you see me again, I'll have a shot." Yeah. Jalen Johnson seems to have a better handle of a shot from what we saw last season. Uh, but I think I, he'll be I'm way more comfortable this year. I think he'll be way more comfortable. I think he'll finally Jaylen? go through a yeah, go through a full off season as yeah, the backup I so. four. I, I I think he's gonna make leaps and strides here. I think that Okonwu is a guy who makes the leaps and bounds because he's he understands he's an NBA player now, mm-hmm. and I think that belief and confidence allows you to be like, oh, I belong here. When he said, "I'm gonna come back with a jump shot." He's not. He's no longer like, hey, I have to prove myself to be an NBA player. Like Nathan Knight is still proving that he's an NBA player. A Kung Wu is like, nah, dog. When I come back, I'm gonna be. Hey, Clint, this might be your job now, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm here to make it difficult on you. Jalen Johnson is gonna be trying to acclimate himself to playing varsity. Maybe, maybe 
those two players at the, those four players at those two positions give you two totality of superstars, right? You got John Collins, Jalen Johnson. If you oh yeah, if you can if you can rock with those that rotation, along with Okungwu, who if he gets any type of jump shot, and Clint Capella. Yeah. Now you've got a two-headed, mo- a four-headed monster with two positions, or two-headed monster each position. If Nate, if <laughs> Nate can get his rotations right and his situationals right, he puts himself in a position where he can control the game. Do we need defense? Do we need offense? Do we need ball handling? Like, because I mean, if you really want to, and hey, Cleveland, what y'all want? All right, well, we got Clint Capella at the four. We put Okungu at the at, at I know we have Capella at the five, Okungu at the four, Collins at the three. If y'all want to go seven footers, we can dance with you all day. Uh, we also have this dude Jalen Johnson, who if y'all want to play up, you know, we can go true small ball. Collins at the five, Jalen Johnson at the four, Hunter at the uh, at the three, Dejounte uh, and Trey at the at the one and two. If you really want to speed this thing up, and now we have three guys who can handle the ball and make the pass. You have two guys who can shoot the ball. We re- it, it, we have so much roster versatility. We can match up per and hey Giannis, we got four or five guys to throw at you. Five guys really to throw at you. Capella, Akungwu, Collins, Jalen Johnson, and Hunter. So we have five you know right guys now, to make it difficult. To- that don't matter. <laughs> you had to make it difficult for every other player on the court. Giannis is going to get his, regardless. But, but what I'm but I'm saying that that five verse one strategy Take works when the hall like when we different team, but when we attacked him four on one and just kept throwing new guys at him, he didn't really dominate us. He scored forty was, points on us. <laughs> the last time he no, played, no, he no, scored no. forty points on us. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in the playoffs. In the playoffs, after Trey got oh, hurt, well, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about last year. <laughs> last year, he last dominated year, us. If I remember correctly, Collins wasn't healthy at that point, or Capella wasn't healthy. I'm saying, no, that, yeah, it was, oh, we weren't healthy. But no, 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 no. And you know, I've said that since day one. We're not a team to be missing a bunch of players and still be dominant. We need everybody available in order for us to be good. Yep, yep, yep. Man, the Hawks, man, they, we, we got something brewing over there. We got some brewing over there, and I wouldn't be surprised if we win the G League next year because I could still see them sending Sharif back down there. Um, he's already a restricted free agent. There are two things that I have not heard anything about, and it's unnerving me in both. Lou Williams and, and Julio Jones. I don't know why nobody has an update. Nobody's saying anything. It's just like I also want to know silence. what we're going to do with Skylar Mays. Like we got we got We got to figure something out with him soon either we're gonna I let think, him play or we're gonna have to move him but we got to figure it out i think he's a, i think he's a damn good insurance policy at this point for who so if you see to me that's your that's he, your decision skylar mays or lou williams right because oh, lou ain't okay, gonna play yeah. that much either. Lou go home lou go home i mean and skylar can play he he's a his size helps he's just a bigger basketball player he can play the i mean lou can play the one or two two but Luke seems to only be able to facilitate Fonyeka Kong. Now, I think that he does that better than Skyler would, but I think that Skyler on a night-to-night basis is just a better basketball player. 
Yes. Uh, were you done? Did you just stop yeah, in the middle yeah, yeah, of your I thought? Did. Yeah, I just think that he's a better basketball player. That's it. <laughs> done. I was done. like, finito. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the ATL edition of episode 63 of the Splash Cast. We talked about the Falcons, the Braves, and the Hawks, affectionately known as our oldest, middle, and younger child. We also want y'all to go check out the pregame. A lot of good, a lot of funny content right there. Us discussing uh, the Washington Expos is also paying homage to Tiger Woods, man. Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. It is that time once again, ladies and gentlemen. We have completed episode 63. Uh, another fantastic episode. And our Braves are playing really good baseball. And I'm going to celebrate that until the cows come home. Cause that's all we got. I don't know what Reggie <laughs> just did over there. We're gonna let him rock out over there. Press all the buttons you want to. My bad. Uh, <laughs> I just um, said in the pregame. You know how you figure something out? And da da da. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, I didn't figure. I need move on to the next issue. I got to figure S- out. Still figuring. Um, but while we're here, before we move on, let's show these people where they can find us. All right, man. Where can you find us? You can find us right hither. So. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you do? You go to your Instagram, you type the splash cast, you click here, the link tree. Link in bio is the link tree. It takes you here. You can find us on YouTube at the splash cast, Apple podcast at the splash cast, the Spotify. You can find us Spotify at the splash cast with Reggie and Norwood or scroll on down to the playlist over here. I'll go back up to the Spotify master playlist as well as the 12 pack every 12 24 or 36 pack every week you can find us on spotify there we have two profiles uh you can also find us on instagram at the splash cast at twitter at the underscore twitter underscore the splash cast you can find us on tweet everything live tweet everything um it's normally sponsored by some type of adult uh release and release <laughs> Beverage. Uh Twitch, you can find us at the Splash Cast, TikTok at the Splash Cast, Twitter again, and then you can also find the master playlist. And make sure y'all go support the fan page on Facebook. Uh you can find literally everything on the fan page as well. And then you can find us on Anchor as well uh for the Splash Cast. I think I hit every point. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Well, I'm gonna give y'all a quick rundown on the schedule. Uh, tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be on Monday Night Raw. We will cover the Around the League, everything, you know, NBA, NFL, NCAA, HBCU, uh, badminton, bowling. <laughs> we got it all. Then we come back. This episode that you're listening to right now, the ATL edition, Braves, Hawks, Falcons, will come out Tuesday. Wednesday, I've already completed the splash cast. It'll be 24 this week of Hot Fire. Hot uh, you fire. get Lord Banks. You get Michael Jackson. Um, you get the Neptune. All of that. Um, that will be the splash cast 24 pack on Thursday. I mean, on Wednesday. And then for everybody who missed Monday Night Raw, which is egregious in the first place, you will catch the Around the League issue uh, ep- episode there on all your DSPs. There will be no Saturday morning live this week because it is Clave week and I'll be with the Q's and there will be no episode the following week because I will be on vacation. Uh, Don't know if we'll pop in with maybe some lives or something in between there to give y'all what y'all need. But at this point, yeah, we will splash cast studios will be on a 
brief hiatus for a little bit, a little bit of brief hiatus. But this is an excellent time for you to go back and listen to our old episodes. This is an excellent time for you to go back and listen to the whole playlist. Clean up your apartment, clean up your house, clean up your yard. Maybe go outside and and and, and stand outside and run seventeen miles, do a hundred push ups. Not seventeen miles though. <laughs> yep, but the, but for sure the music will motivate you and make you feel great. Um, <clears throat> now that we've cleared out that all out of the way, number one, number one, number one, and shout out to my boy Mike Harris. More black baseball. Number two, number two, number two. More black cowboys and cowgirls. You heard it here. Number three, and by far the most important, take some money from your wallet. Steal from yourself. Take some money, send it to the historic <laughs> black steal college from university. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. Take that money, send it to the historic black college university that you graduated from. Number two, go to an event for the historic black college university in the area that you live. And when you're there, send them some money. And then finally, take a large envelope fill it with $100 bills and send it to the Hampton University, the greatest learning institution in all the world. Please please support your historical black college and universities. We truly appreciate you. Fill the um, envelope have, with hundreds. Yes, ball out. We flourishing here. We are uplifting <laughs> the community and our people. The culture, as Reggie would say. The culture. Uh, the culture versus the demographics. That's a different discussion for a different day. But we appreciate you guys supporting us. Like, follow, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. And it's only one thing left for us to do now. What's that, Reg? Hang, Hang out. out. We out this joint. Y'all be safe. Adios, mi amigos. If you the cues, we'll see you. I will see you next week. Clave week. Be there. Love y'all. <laughs> be safe. See y'all Monday. Peace.